Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. For our radio audience tuning in at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all can be with us. Also, it's tuning in through online affiliates around the world. We're glad you all could join us as well. We're excited to welcome back best-selling author Manuel T. Peterson to our broadcast today. Manuel's had a busy November already. He's been not only, of course, celebrating Young Readers Week that takes place during the month of November, but also he has a free book for all of you, for especially for young readers, called Lacrotum Academy Book One. We're going to talk to him not only about the world he's been able to create with Lacrotum Academy, but also what he hopes readers are able to take away from this book. He has an ambitious goal of how many books he wants to get uh, this particular book into their hands. Also, we're going to let you guys know how to stay connected with Manswell as well. Manswell, welcome back to the broadcast, man. Glad to speak with you. Oh, thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. Hey, look, glad to do it. So, Manswell, busy year for you, busy month for you as, as we're having this conversation live. We're wrapping up, of course, Young Readers Week. One of the things I had the privilege of doing is introducing uh, your, your kids' books uh, featuring Braylon the Bear to some readers here in my home state of Mississippi. I want to first of all talk about this reader, this readership you have, Manswell. I mean, you have books for all ages, but let's talk about the young readers. What has it been like for you to provide books that young readers, as well as, of course, teens can enjoy man Braylon and Bear and friends have just been it's been a magical ride for us because the young kids have gravitated and you know they have their own favorite characters some people love Braylon some of the kids love Timmy some of the kids love Scooter some of the kids love Chrissy and Calvin and so it, it's just amazing to hear and watch their excitement you know as they see the books and, and you know and then people are buying them books and everything else so it's been fun it's been heartwarming and so, you know, it's something that you can never, never, you know, really put into words. Yeah, for sure. And and uh, one thing that we've mentioned before and we've talked about is that you, you're, of course, your books for adults and even, of course, for teens, you write those solo. But talk to us about the experience of sharing Bread and the Bear and Friends with your wife. You co-wrote those with her. What was that experience like? <laughs> it it was a great experience. Um, you know, she really wanted to um, jumpstart this series, you know, and I had to take her through the, you know, the, you know, through all the obstacles of actually writing a book, and getting a book set for smaller kids is a lot more difficult than people understand, and I think she understands it more so now because you have to get to that reader's level, and so once she was able to honestly hone in on that skill set, you know, she's got it down now to a T. But um, that's the biggest thing, just. Writing with her is fun, you know, going over new ideas for future books and, you know, talking about new characters that we're going to introduce. And it's really fun because, you know, we both are, you know, in previous life educators, you know, she still teaches at college. I don't teach anymore. I write full time. But, you know, we have Braylon. And so it's just fun doing something for the smaller kids because that's what we kept hearing about. You know, we don't have anything for, you know, for the younger kids. We won't have anything for the young kids. When people go read, they, they want something new. And so introducing Bring the Band Friends was really exciting for us. Yeah, and what I love about the series myself personally, uh, as well, is that they're entertaining. I noticed when I was reading them with the kids, uh, we did some of them on camera, but then I did some uh, off camera with the kids. And, you know, books like Caught, 
um, you know, books, of course, like Braylon Finds a Way that deals with some real-world issues like bullying, uh, what happens when people come together, what you can achieve. Of course, you know, the, the bad things, the bad influences that can come from peer pressure. What was that like for you to to tackle those really, really hard-hitting and serious topics with kids in a way that they can understand it? You know, that was probably the most – that's probably the most difficult thing to do because at that young age, you have to entertain, but at the same time, you have to make sure, you know, you teach that lesson. And so we were going back and forth, back and forth. When I tell you revision after revision after revision, because you want it to be fun, but you yeah. also want that lesson in there. And so that's where, you know, you're talking about sometimes up to 40 revisions before we even got a book ready. So it's like a lot of back and forth, back and forth, trying to see if that's really going to click at that level for kids. And so, you know, once we got it, you know, that light comes on, you're like, this is it. This is the story. And so, you know, it's fun, but you really have to make sure you teach those lessons because you got to remember a lot of those readers, you know, even though they hear from their parents, they they will hear from someone else or reading a book and it'll click in their heads too. And so, you know, we're actually just doing a little substituting for the parents, trying to help them out with some of the same stuff they're teaching. And now they sit in the book, and so the kids are like, I have to be nice and share with my brother and my sister, or, you know, I can't go over and do bad things with this person. And, you know, we're really starting to see that, you know, click in with little kids, and parents are really loving it. Yeah. One thing I noticed yesterday, um, again, for those who are joining us live, uh, Manswell, when I was reading the book Caught, and I hadn't thought about it, even though I read the book myself before. I didn't re- really think about it until I was reading it with the kids, that this series does not make Braylon perfect because in that book called, it was Timmy, not Braylon, who was like, you know what, maybe we shouldn't do this. But Braylon had it in his mind that he wanted to be a part of this, you know, the cool group, right? Talk to us about that because I think the the great lesson there is that no matter how good we are or how good the kid may be, we're going to make mistakes, right? We're going to not always make the best decisions. What was that like for you to share that in the book that the main character even, Braylon, didn't always make the best decisions? You know, that was was very important, you know, to make sure that people saw that Braylon wasn't perfect. You know, and, and so he's not perfect in any shape, form, or fashion. He makes mistakes like any other person. And to show people that you, you can actually make mistakes and then you can recover from them. But if we would have made Braylon where everything is all about Braylon saves the day, Braylon saves the day, Braylon saves the day, you know, would they have really connected with him like that? And the kids can connect because they see the mistakes. They see the, the issues like, you know, when Braylon left his lunch at home or he left his, you know, show and tell at home in another book. You know, it shows them. Braylon's not a perfect kid. There's no such thing as a perfect kid. We all make mistakes. Same thing as adults. And so it really makes the kids click with him even more so. Yeah. Because he makes those little mistakes that they make. Mm-hmm. Totally agree with that. For those who are just tuning in, is on the radio side or online. You're listening to Conversations Live. We're excited to welcome back best-selling author Manuel T. Peterson to our broadcast today. We're talking with him about wrapping up Young Readers Week. Uh, for those joining us in the Yazoo City area on the radio dial, uh, of course, it was Manuel that joined us uh, as we visited McCoy Elementary virtually. I want to talk about the power of virtual because you and I are going to be doing something really exciting going to the new year, uh, Manuel, and that is a virtual tour. I'm going to let our audience know how to stay connected with you at the end. But I love the fact that, you know, of course, people may say, you know, you know, maybe they can't, you know, afford to fly an author in. But what has it been like for you to connect with uh, readers both in person, as you've been able to do there in, in Georgia, but also to have those virtual opportunities too? 
It means a lot because for me, I, I always have a personal connection with my readers. And so whether they're young kids, teens, or adults, you know, I always tell them, hey, I want to stay connected with you. I want to know your thoughts. I want to, you know, know your feelings on everything. Let me know. And so that connection, being able to say, you know, we can hit three, four states, you know, in a two-day period, it's an amazing thing because people really don't understand that, you know, that connection is everything. And um, some people don't like to do it. I love to do it because I want them to be able to see me. I want them to be able to connect with me, talk with me. And it, it just it gives a better connection from author to reader. And that's what matters to me most than anything else in the world, the connection. You know, I tell people all the time, you know, that's why, you know, we have the free book giveaway. I'd rather you get a free book and then, you know, you have, you have something to read versus, you know, me not giving you anything. And, you know, it, I, and that shows people this is not always about the bottom line. It's not about the dollar. It's about you actually enjoying a great story, getting a chance to get out of your comfort zone, you know, get away from them, let your brain take a break, you know, go into a fantasy world. And that's what matters. Yeah, love that, love that. And so uh, outside of Braylon, The Bear and Friends, you also have other books for young readers. So um, for those who are trying to figure out, Manzo, before we move on, the Braylon, The Bear and Friends series, and I've asked you this before, but if they're trying to figure out if this if this is appropriate for their children, what ages would you say Braylon, The Bear and Friends would be for? Oh, my God. It goes up. We got kids reading with just okay. like three, four years old all the way up to fifth grade. And so it, okay. it's an amazing thing because, you know, we got some fourth and fifth graders who are loving this. And, the, you know, they're on the cusp of going to the academy, but they're still stuck in this part. So it's like them watching their favorite cartoon, and they get a chance to connect with Braylon. So, you know, we've got plenty of third, fourth, and fifth graders reading Braylon the Bear, loving it. And some of them have smaller siblings, so they're reading the books with their smaller siblings, and they're having a blast with it. And so Braylon has transcended even higher age limits than we thought. And so that, that's Got a you. wonderful thing for us. Right. So outside of Braylon the Bear and Friends, you also have Lacrotum Academy. Now, we've talked when you and I first had started having conversations at the beginning of this year, Manswell, about about Lacrotum Universe. Talk to us about Lacrotum mm-hmm. Academy and how it came about. Well, Lacrotum Academy came about because um, the teenagers hit me. <laughs> they were like, you got stuff for my mom and my dad, but you don't have anything for us. You don't have any, and I kept hearing that over and over and over again. Um, my niece asked me, do you have anything for them? My nephew asked, do you have anything? And my son wants to know. And so I literally went in there and created Lakota Academy for them, and um, I did that last year um, in the summer, actually. But it, it has seven books. The eighth book is with the editing team right now. And Lakota Academy is just one of those – it's one of those – fantasy, magical schools that you get a chance to go into, um, great mystery, great drama, great thrills. I think the parents love it more, Cyrus, because for the first time, they're actually getting a full-fledged Academy series that's more than three books. There is no cursing. There is no sex in there. It's parent-friendly. They can buy their kids these books, and they, and they, they can just read through them as many times as they want to, and that's what's happening now. And the parents love also the life lessons. The same as we, I, we did with Braylon the Bear, I put life lessons in Lakotum Academy. So you're going to see the same life lessons about bullying, about being kind, you know, about helping each other. And so you're going to see that, but it's tied in with the story. And before you know it, you're getting hit with a life lesson, and you don't even realize it, and you're just enjoying a great story. And so right. book one follows, you know, Samira and Julius. You know, Samira, this is her first, you know, time going to Lakotum Academy. So you see her 
coming into this school, and she's not really up to date on the technology. And we have kids today who are not really caught up on technology, even though it's all around us. Some kids cannot really afford to get that. And so it shows you how other kids, uh, how they adapted to her not knowing technology and how she adapted to learning technology. So, again, another beautiful life lesson, um, but it's a great story for kids. Um, Put a lot of drum in there. And um, most people tell me I I had them by page 10 with this book. And so that's the fun of Lakota Academy. Okay, so again, just to uh, break this down then, so the Crotum Academy, what ages would you say would be good for them, that it would be good for them that they could start with this? My son, who just turned 12, he started reading the Crotum Academy at 11. I have a lot of 11-year-olds and 12-year-olds who are reading this now, and I got just as half adults reading um, the Crotum Academy as I do kids, because adults are enjoying it just as much as the kids, so ages 11 up. And and that's okay. the difference. I think my oldest reader for Lacrosse Academy is seventy four. Oh wow, she's okay. seventy four, and so she she's reading it with her grandchildren, her and her great grandchildren. You know, again, bringing families together, reading, and so you know, it, just, it it amazed me when she actually sent the email. She's like, I'm enjoying this with my grandchildren and my, you know, and everybody else. So we're all sitting around reading. And so it's it's an amazing thing, you know. Again, we put ourselves in that box, 11 to 18, but, you know, we got just as many adults loving the academy because sometimes they don't want to go to the dark side of what paranormal has, and so they're enjoying the um, Lacrosse Academy. Mm-hmm. Got gotcha. you. So uh, one of the things I mentioned in my introduction, Manswell, that you're doing um, to introduce people to Lakota Academy and to kind of give them something special going to the new year, you have book one available for free. But you not only have it available for free, you had a very ambitious goal you wanted to reach. So tell us about the goal you had with how many people you want to get book one in, in front of and what you hope they're able to take away from the book. Well, the, the biggest thing for me is, you know, it's always the fight, you know, dealing with literacy. Um, and sometimes, you know, kids, you know, they don't have fun books or they do have fun books. You know, the prices are always crazy and high. So my my goal was to reach 100,000 kids. And um, most kids have smart devices, tablets, laptops, whatever else. Um, they can actually download that book free. That is 100,000 kids spread across the United States of America. And that book is absolutely free to them. All they have to do is go to Amazon, look it up, boom. They can download it, and in seconds, they're in Lakota Academy. Um, and that is the best thing for me because, again, it's not about the bottom line. You know, most people, when, when, when they write, I tell people, you know, you have to be willing to give your readers something sometimes. Yeah. And this is this is my gift to the readers, you know. And, I, and that 100,000, you know, they're going to come and they're going to go because the numbers are already running up. The numbers are already running up, and so we, we see people downloading. We see people thanking me for the free book because it's not too often you, you, you get a free book, you know, right. especially, you know, in, in, a, in a hot category like that because, you know, people are going to buy no matter what. And so that was my gift, 100,000 kids, you know, in my, in my fight to do my little part in literacy. Hey, here you go. Here's book one. Enjoy it. Have a great time with it. You know, I'll see you later. I'll tell them if they want to talk about it, let's talk about it. So I did get a chance to talk to um, two teenagers who read book one, and um, they loved the characters. Of course, they were fussing about stuff in the book, and I told them, I said, that's why, you know, I wrote it that way because it has you engaged now. It has you, you know, in a deep story with the characters, and that that's the bigger difference, to hear kids excited about reading. 
that's what I love. That's why I made the book free. Gotcha. And we're going to remind our audience how they can be able to get it for themselves. Now, um, I've been messing with uh, Manswell because supposedly he is on a writing break right now. That's what he's been telling the world. Not that I would say he's 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 not being honest, but you can tell by my tone whether I truly believe it or not. So we'll just leave that alone. But during your break, uh, <laughs> Manswell, uh, one of the things you've been able to do, of course, is to stay connected to your readers. And one thing I notice that you do is you try to do like I do, which is to try to inspire people along the way. Because you do have not only your readers that follow you, but you do have fellow authors as well. But what has it been like for you to know that you've been able to encourage people, not just by your words, but also by the advice you've been able to give them to? You know, that's a powerful statement. And, and so it's so crazy that you brought that up because today I had a new author and she was like, I only made like 34 cents last week, and um, I don't know if this is going to work. And I told her, I said, I've read your book. It's very good. I told her, I said, we all have those time periods. I said, trust me, I've had the four-cent month before. And she was like, a four-cent month? Four-cent with nobody. Was, when I was early in my days, I made four cents. And as you know, they will not get a check for four cents. It just has to carry over. And so I told her, I said, just keep pushing I said, keep writing. You keep writing. Trust me, they're going to come. They're going to come. And that was her biggest thing. She was just so down because, you know, she's like, nobody's reading. I'm like, yes, they will. Just keep just keep writing. Keep writing, I said, yeah. because eventually they're gonna, you're going you're gonna to catch on fire, and you don't want to just have two books out there. You want to have five, six, seven books out there for them. You want to give the readers constant material to read. You want to have content that you can do that. And so that felt good to actually encourage her because she was close to quitting. And I tell us, if you quit, you'll never know your full potential. You'll never right. know your full potential if you quit. And so that's my biggest thing is to always encourage, always to share, you know, my troop of people. I tell them all the time. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a guy from a small city in Georgia, and, and, you know, I got readers all around the world. If I would have yeah. quit, I would never be reaching these people around the world, and that's the bigger right. difference. That's the bigger that's difference, and so you know, it's it's it, it, it's it's a thing you have to fight through because we all get that, you know, that part where we just feel bad down and out, and so somebody has to be there. Hopefully, some you know, I gave her enough encouragement to keep going, and you know, because somebody did it for me a long time ago as well. Right. Yeah, so important, and I think too to know that there, you know, the important thing is just to. To keep the course, you know, stay the course because you never know when that breakthrough is going to come. So after you get off your alleged break, uh, Manswell, uh, what are you looking forward to going into the new year? Man, okay. First of all, I'm looking forward to um, continuing in the universe. I'm, I'm literally I'm going over from the Royals to the Witches of Lacrotum. That's for the adults. Um, the Lacrotum Academy series ends at book eight. But we we got a new series in Lacrotum, still in Lacrotum, and it goes to the inner city schools. So now there are no privileged kids. There are no rich kids. Now we're dealing with the kids who really don't have nothing. And so we're going to that inner school with that series, and that's going to be fun. You know, got got a couple good surprises. You know, people are going to announce soon to people. It's going to be a fun, fun 2024. I am excited about that. Um, yes, because I am on break. You know, some people don't believe that, but I'm on break, and so I'm binge watching TV right now. That's what I'm doing. I'm binge watching TV. 
So I'm even, you know, I tell people downtime is very important, but 2024, you know, new books, new series, um, new dramas, new villains. Um, and I love, I love the villain side of everything. That's what it catches people off guard because they're like, people write for the good guy. I write for the bad guy. I write for the bad guy. It's more fun because, you know, even Star Wars, you know, I like the Sith. I don't like the Jedi. <laughs> so gotcha. I write to really make people really, you know, tune in and see when the bad guy's demise is going to come. And so I tell them all the time, the story's going to flow the way the story's going to flow. But that's 2024, and um, it's going to be a fun, packed year again. And there's going to be plenty more drama, plenty more books, and we're just going to keep rolling. We're going to keep yeah. rolling. Well, definitely our audience can go ahead and get caught up by going to mantwelltpeterson.com. That's mantwelltpeterson.com. That will bring you over to Mantwell's author page. For those joining us via the podcast, you'll find the website is already there. You have to just be able to click on it. It's in the notes for sure. Mantwell, you also are active on social media. How can our audience stay connected with you there? Um, they can find me on Facebook, Instagram, even TikTok. Um, Mantwell T. Peterson, they can find me there. Um, message me. If I catch it, I'll, I'll message you back. Sometimes I have to make sure to go to the other box because when I have people that aren't connected to me, you know, I have to approve those requests. But you yeah. find me, you respond to me, you can go on my page. If you comment, I'll comment back to you. And that's what, you know, people are realizing now that he's a down-to-earth guy. I'm from the South. We're very nice. We're very friendly. You, you say something to me, I'm going to say something back to you. And, and it's easy. And um, I love interacting with the readers. It's very fun. All right. Well, congratulations to you again, man. I know a lot of great things are coming up and looking forward to our next conversation together. Uh, Man, I appreciate it, man. I'm looking forward to it myself. All right, then. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb, saying as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live. Now let's go make today amazing. Take care.